The quote for today's episode is, you create beauty with your attitude, your behavior, your actions. It's all up to you. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Better Daily Podcast. How are you doing? How's your week? I'm Asma Mohammed, your host, and I'm so glad to have you here. Today's episode is going to be a psychology-based episode. It's been so long since I did one of those. The last one was, I think, the one on the self-fulfilling prophecy and Pygmalion effect, which was like 10 episodes ago. So today, I'll be talking about drumroll drum roll attitude and behavior inconsistency okay i don't know why why i did that because you guys have probably seen the topic already but anyway it has happened no take backs is moving on so have you ever seen someone do something and said can never be me or have you heard someone say so crazy thing is you can't say for sure that that can never be you or that if you find yourself in certain situations as others, you certainly behave differently. Because, because you have an attitude towards something doesn't guarantee that your behavior will be in line with that attitude at all times. And this, my friends, is what is called attitude behavior inconsistency. In psychology, an attitude refers to a set of emotions, beliefs, and behaviors toward a particular object, person, thing, or event. Attitudes are often the result of experience or upbringing, and they can have powerful influence over behavior. While attitudes are enduring, they can also change. It makes sense that attitudes should predict behavior, right? That someone who supports or encourages blood donation should be at the front line when there is a blood drive. You would think, and it's easy to predict, that a student who strongly supports saving endangered animals will make an annual donation to the World Wildlife Fund, or that the person screaming, can never be me, would stay true to that until you come online one day and catch them under a 2K giveaway tweet. The study of attitude behavior consistency concerns the degree to which people's attitudes, that is opinions, predict their behavior, actions. Attitude behavior consistency exists when there is a strong relation between opinions and action. But from what research has shown, there is a lot of inconsistency with attitude and behavior. I'm about to talk to you about two prominent research case studies that actually influenced the discussion on a major scale. The first was conducted in early 1930s by a college professor by the name of Richard Lapierre who at this time was traveling across America with a young Chinese couple. At the time, there was widespread anti-Asian prejudice in America. As a result of this prejudice, Lapierre was concerned whether he and his traveling companions would be refused service in hotels and restaurants. Much to his surprise, only once in over 250 establishments were they not served. A few months after the completion of the journey, Lapierre sent a letter to each of the visited establishments and asked whether they would serve Chinese visitors. Of the establishments that replied, only one indicated that it would serve such a customer. Only one time were they not served out of 250 establishments. 
But after the letter went out and their responses came back, only one indicated, indicated that they would serve a customer. Now, there were some setbacks to this study, such as the fact that there weren't independent reasons of discrimination, just Lapierre's personal opinion. And it's also possible that the Chinese couple would have encountered more discrimination if Professor Lapierre hadn't been with them. And the study used only one couple, so we don't know what would have happened to other Chinese couples. Maybe Lapierre's friends were unusually charming, or perhaps the people that responded to his letter afterwards were not the same people that they encountered initially. But this research definitely added to the conversation. The second research was published in 1973 by John Daly and Dan Batson. Daly and Batson were interested in the factors that led people to help someone who is in trouble. And this one was, well, it was funny to me. Their participants were 47 seminary students, that is students training to become a priest or a minister. And in the experiment, students were asked to give a speech, either about jobs at which seminary students would be effective, that is an open-ended topic that doesn't really have a specific focus, or a speech on the parable of the Good Samaritan. For those of you who haven't heard of it before, this is a Bible story about the importance of helping people in need. In the story, a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho is robbed. He's beaten savagely, left by the roadside, and after a priest walks past him without offering any help, a Samaritan comes to his aid. In this study, an experimental assistant told students that their speeches would be three to five minutes long and would be recorded by another assistant in a different building. Okay, so to measure a sense of urgency, some of the students were, to, were made to believe that they were already late and needed to get to the next building fast. Some were told that they were just at the nick of time and others were told that they were early. Okay, so now in order to get from one building to the other, each student had to pass through an alley. And in that alley, Dali and Batson had placed a poorly dressed man who sat slumped in a doorway, head down, eyes closed, not moving. As the student went by, the man coughed twice and groaned without lifting his head. If the student stopped and asked if something was wrong or the student offered to help, the man would simply act startled and say something like, oh, thank you, but no, it's all right. I've got this respiratory condition and the doctors gave me these pills to take and I just took one. If I just sit here and rest for a few minutes, I'll be okay. Thanks very much for stopping though. If the student insisted on taking the man into the building, the man accepted whatever help was offered and thanked the student for taking the time to be of assistance. But then after the student was gone, the man rated how much help had been offered. So, what did Dali and Batson find? Students in a hurry were much less likely to offer help than students not in a hurry. But given the speech on the parable of the Good Samaritan, that is on the importance of helping others, did not significantly affect helping behavior. That is, it didn't matter if they were giving the speech on the Good Samaritan. It did not influence how they acted when they saw the person who was assumed to be in need. In many cases, a seminary student who was about to give a talk on the parable of the Good Samaritan on the importance of not leaving people in need by the side of the road walked right past the man in the alley to avoid being late. With these two and various other studies, it begs the question, what makes behavior inconsistent with attitude? Maybe the problem is that many attitudes relate to any particular behavior and many behaviors relate to any particular attitude. So it may be that 
A behavior is inconsistent with one attitude in order to be consistent with another. For example, the students didn't help the man because they didn't want to be late or wanted to impress the examiner. So they had an attitude towards being punctual that was portrayed in their behavior in expense of another attitude they have of helping someone in need. Maybe the problem is the attitude isn't strong enough to combat other things influencing behavior. Perhaps a person is so pro-blood donation, always puts out the word about blood drives and, you know, encourages people to go donate, but perhaps the fear of needles is much more stronger than the attitude, and so the person actually never donates. This is so, so me, by the way. I am not happy to say it, but it is what it is. I am scared of needles. But please, by all means, if you can, you know, it's always nice to donate blood because you never know whose life you might be saving in the process. Okay, so perhaps a person, say a man, has an attitude towards eating healthy and typically avoids most traditional African dishes. But this man has a partner or wife with a strong attitude towards preserving African culture while in the diaspora. And the wife or partner wants to incorporate more African dishes. If this man's attitude towards making his partner happy is stronger than the former attitude of healthy eating, he's occasionally going to make compromises and vice versa for the woman. Otherwise, well, for those of you that have watched Choma and Paul in Blue Therapy recently, you'd get what I mean. But let's put that aside. And then there's the point of our attitudes being in our head and within and behavior being outward for everyone to see. People tend to act in a way they think others would approve of than what their attitudes hold. Attitudes and behavior are more likely to be related when they closely match each other. When the attitude is strongly held or potent, for instance, attitudes acquired through direct experience. When the attitude is easy to recall and has been stable over time. When people are made aware of themselves and their attitudes, for example, the attitude-behavior link happens to be stronger, typically when people can see themselves behave in front of a mirror. There was this life hack I once saw. They said if you work in, cons- in customer service, put a mirror behind you and customers are more likely to be kind to you because nobody wants to look at themselves in the mirror being rude or being a bitch. So that's a life hack. And when outside influences are kept to a minimum, instead of people being in a rush, for example, that is another instance when attitude and behavior would be consistent so the point isn't that attitudes never relate to behavior but rather that there is often less of a relationship than we might expect all right guys that is the end of the discussion on attitude and behavior inconsistency i hope you learned something new today about yourself and other people i would leave my reference links in the description box in case you are interested in knowing more and you know knowing more psychology facts Perhaps it's making more understanding. So don't forget to share and leave a review. Catch you on the next episode next week. 